You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Former Italian Health Minister Roberto Speranza is under investigation for homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of the vaccinations, he knew the shots were killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects in order to reassure Italian citizens of their safety and to not jeopardize the vaccination campaign. The story has been reported on both German and Italian news networks. I will now provide an English translation. The Rome Public Prosecutor's Office is investigating Roberto Speranza, the Italian government's health minister, during the time of COVID measures. He was responsible for the vaccination campaign. The investigations are the result of complaints related to the so-called AIFA emails from the Italian Medicines Agency. The former director of AIFA, Nicola Magrini, is also under investigation. The publication of these internal emails revealed that they had been aware of the dangers of the COVID vaccination from the start. The accusation is that the responsible minister and the head of the drug authority knowingly and deliberately exposed the unsuspecting Italian population to this risk. Yes, they encouraged Italians to get vaccinated. Vaccination was even made mandatory for certain professional groups. Consequently, many side effects, including fatal ones, came to light. The investigations are for murder, serious bodily harm, and more because Speranza and Magrini evidently gave instructions to the local health authorities to conceal the deaths and serious side effects that occurred immediately after the vaccinations began in order not to jeopardize the vaccination campaign and to reassure the citizens about their safety. The responsible minister and the head of AIFA are now expected to answer for these actions. According to the complaints from the police unions and the financial police, as well as from the private organization Listen to Me, which represents 4,200 people damaged by vaccines. In Italy, police officers and teachers were subjected to mandatory COVID vaccination. Here is the former health minister, Roberto Speranza, proudly announcing vaccination statistics in Italy. We have now reached a massively significant percentage of vaccinated people in Italy, 89.41%. Therefore, currently in Italy, just over 10% of the population remains unvaccinated. Well, today, Roberto Speranza is under investigation for lies he allegedly told about vaccines. Among the crimes he is accused of are ideological falsehood and murder. Look, this is the document we are showing you tonight exclusively. It states the former minister, Roberto Speranza, along with Nicola Magrini, the former general manager of AIFA, are both registered in the investigative records of the Rome Prosecutor's Office. Last week, the House of Representatives of the Philippines passed a resolution to investigate over 260,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2021 and 67,000 unexplained excess deaths in 2022. The next day, they were hit by a 7.6 magnitude earthquake. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. Get behind me, Satan! Down with the devil! Down with this the can't be. Artu, you're playing the wrong message. Visit infowars.com forward slash show today. It's Tuesday, December 12th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Very big show we have for you today. Lots of videos to get to. Lots and lots of stories to cover. And, of course, your phone calls all coming on this Live Tuesday broadcast. Let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 12th of December, 2023. Donald Trump rages at Supreme Court granting Jack Smith's wish. Donald Trump released a statement slamming special counsel Jack Smith after the Supreme Court agreed to look at whether the former president can be criminally charged. A spokesperson for Trump accused Smith of interfering with the 2024 election, branded him Joe Biden, President Joe Biden's henchman, and said that Smith had launched a Hail Mary after he filed a request to the Supreme Court to review if the 45th president is immune from federal prosecution regarding alleged crimes committed while he was in office. The statement said, quote, As President Trump has said over and over again, this prosecution is completely politically motivated. There's absolutely no reason to rush this witch hunt to trial except to injure President Trump and his 150 million at least supporters. Smith's 81-page request is an attempt to bypass a federal appeals court decision on the president's request for immunity. This was denied by U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin at the beginning of this month, and Trump's appeal is awaiting a decision in an appellate court, appellate court. A bypass could mean that the March 4th trial date previously set could still go ahead, avoiding delays caused by Trump appeals. Smith asked if a, quote, former president is absolutely immune from federal federal prosecution for crimes committed while in office or is constitutionally projected uh, protected from federal prosecution when he has been impeached but not convicted before the proceeding uh, criminal proceedings begin. Seems to me like it'd be a case of double jeopardy. He's already been impeached for this, meaning that there has been a trial, the Jury in that case was the Senate, but he was acquitted on both of those. And of course, the statement that Trump's lawyer made about Jack Smith being President Joe Biden's henchman could not be more true. Completely unprecedented in American politics, this Jack Smith character, this prosecutor who is running multiple trials against Trump at the same time, not Here's a crime. Here's a special prosecutor to prosecute said crime. But here's a special prosecutor. Here's Donald Trump. Go get him. Go get him, boy. Have at him. Sick him. And that's it. And whether it's the Georgia election fraud or any of the the 
stolen documents or any of the cases that are going on. It's just like, whatever, just whatever, just get him. Just go get him. Just go distract him, bankrupt him, feed the media more um, talking points about how uh, corrupt Trump is. Just go get him. Utterly despicable, and I guess we're still waiting to hear from the Supreme Court if the prosecution can go forward. Meanwhile, overseas, France says their warship was attacked by uh, was attacked by Yemeni drones. The French military has successfully repelled an attack on one of its guided missile frigates in the Red Sea. A top official has said the military noted that the attempted drone strikes were launched from a Houthi-controlled region of Yemen. Speaking to lawmakers in the French Senate on Monday, Armed Forces Minister Sebastian Lecornu provided an update on last weekend's failed attack, stating that all hostile aircraft have been shot down with guided munitions. Two drones coming from Yemen deliberately targeted our multi-mission frigate, Lanaduk, which was carrying out a patrol in the Red Sea, he said. These were Aster-15 missiles, which were launched in self-defense to destroy the two drones. This was done successfully and therefore protected the boat and crew alike. Although officials have so far stopped short of citing the Houthi rebel group by name, the military previously said the drones have been launched from the coast of Al-Hudida, <laughs> Yemen, an area controlled by the armed faction, which is formerly known as Ansar Allah and has ruled parts of Middle Eastern nations since a 2014 uprising. The Houthis have repeatedly vowed to attack any ships the group believes to be aiding Israel amid the conflict with Palestinian militants in Gaza, having already attacked and sometimes seized a number of commercial and military ships transisting the Red Sea. And of course, American warships have come under attack as well. Now French, as again, this conflict in Israel and Gaza not only hasn't simmered down, is in fact only getting more intense, and the threat of it spiraling out into a wider global conflict is as dangerous now than it ever has been. Speaking of the global conflict that never ends, U.S. and Ukraine search for a new strategy after failed counteroffensive. What could, what could the strategy possibly be? American and Ukrainian military leaders are searching for a new strategy that they can begin executing early next year to revive Kiev's fortunes and flagging support for the country's war against Russia, according to U.S. and Ukrainian officials. The push for a fresh approach comes after Ukraine's months-long counteroffensive failed in its goal of retaking territory lost to the invading Russian army and after weeks of often tense counters between top American officials and the Ukrainian counterparts. Of course, Zelensky is in America right now making his case for why the hundreds of billions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of innocent lives destroyed in this conflict for absolutely nothing is worth it. And just the beginning, just the tip of the iceberg for the bloodletting that they still desire. Zelensky arrived in Washington on Monday for a hasty, for hastily arranged meetings this week with President Biden and Congress to discuss the way forward. The two presidents will attempt to demonstrate solidarity and bolster support for Ukraine at a critical moment, both on the battlefield and on Capitol Hill. What what other strategy could they pursue? What could they do? They've tried throwing wave after wave of human cannon fodder against the Russians. That didn't work. The Russians, of course, massively upped their drone game since the conflict began. They gained absolutely nothing. Like, let's be clear. This counteroffensive wasn't like 
successful, but not as successful as they would like it to have been. No, it completely and utterly failed. Six months ago, there was article after article hyping up the counteroffensive. It's about to happen. Now comes the time of retribution for the Ukrainians. They're about to show the Russians what they're made of. Just nothing. Just absolutely nothing. It completely failed on every front. The report we read yesterday said 165,000 Ukrainian men have become casualties of the war as a result of this counteroffensive. They have gained exactly nothing in return. Maybe nuclear bombs. Maybe Americans need to get involved. And of course, we know that our military apparatus has all but is all but blackmailing the American politicians into giving money, saying if you don't give us another hundred billion dollars to give to Ukraine to continue prosecuting this war, then we'll send Americans to die overseas. It'll be your uncles, your nephews, your brothers, your fathers. They'll be the ones that we'll send to die in this meat grinder of pointlessness. So give us the money or we'll kill your family. That's essentially the message from the military industrial complex. Because we are, I hope it's becoming clear, a completely and utterly occupied and abused citizenry. Really is pathetic and horrible. Meanwhile, China's cyber intrusions have hit ports and utilities, officials said. Utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and a pipeline are among the victims in the past year, officials say. The Chinese military is ramping up its ability to disrupt key American infrastructure, including power and water utilities, as well as communications and transportation systems, according to U.S. officials and industry security officials. Yeah, a couple issues with this. Uh, One, they build most of our utilities, so they have ample time and opportunity to sabotage or you know, place electronic control mechanisms inside our critical infrastructure because America has systematically gutted itself of manufacturing and sent it all to China, which has given them essentially a kill switch on our nation that they can activate at any time. I think the important part of this and the attacks that unfolded yesterday were largely focused on uh, Texas's power grid which operates independently from electrical systems than the rest of the country. So that's what they're going after. They don't want that anymore. They don't want an independent Texas having its own uh, electricity utility power grid. So attack it with some fake Chinese infiltration uh, through your your CIA masking apparatus and then fold it into the Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. What if you had a chance to take on the globalist? What if you had a chance to stand up against everything the U.N. and Bill Clinton 
and Barack Obama and all these globalists are doing, would you support it? Well, guess what? We're not some fly-by-night operation. I've been on air 29 years, and we have devastated the New World Order together. But now more than ever, I need your support, and I make it easy by bringing you the best books, the best films, the best supplements, the best water filtration, the best everything. And right now for Christmas, only a week or so left, free shipping store-wide, double Patriot points, X2 back in stock, massively discounted, Vitamin Fusion, about to sell out, still discounted, Turbo Force, 10 hours of energy, back in stock. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now, ladies and gentlemen, and get great products and fund the InfoWar. I respectfully ask for your support, and I thank you for your support. God bless. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video. In this Christmas season broadcast. What a time, what a time to be alive. Alex Newman is in at COP28. Of course, we talked to him. Friday, we talked to uh, Alex Newman live from COP28. And he's actually gotten into some of the press conference conferences and asked questions as posting videos. I'm just putting one in the folder now because I want to go to want to go to it soon, go to it at some point today. We have lots of videos to go to today. But again, I want to look at a major story from yesterday, uh, the cyber attack, Chinese cyber intrusions hitting ports and utilities, officials say. They say the Chinese military is ramping up its ability to disrupt key American infrastructure, including power and water utilities, as well as communications and transportation systems, according to U.S. officials and industry security officials. I said it yesterday. It's worth expanding. The war of the future is not going to look like the war of the past. Globalism as a concept, as an idea, international trade being relied upon so heavily on purpose, by design, really has left America more than vulnerable, but actually at the mercy of our enemies. I mean, you understand that something like 90% of our pharmaceutical production comes from China, meaning that if we were to actually enter into a war with China and trade with China came to a screeching halt, that's like 100 million people in America just being cut off cold turkey from their pharmaceutical products. Now, that could be life-saving pharmaceutical products, meaning some people will just die. But it could also mean SSRIs and, you know, uh, psych drugs. Drive a lot of men to war, right? Who drive a lot of men to war? Yeah, because their women would be super, like, you know, <laughs> moody. All the- yeah, all the all the young women no longer have their birth control and SSRI medication, their Lexapro or whatever it's called. Yeah, guys would just join the military just to get out. Just to get away from them. Yeah, I mean, you think everybody's insane now. Just imagine everybody has cut cold turkey from the 
psych medic uh, medications that they have you know gotten used to being they just, on they could just turn to tap water you know <laughs> yeah they could just turn on the tap water so we were at the mercy of china pretty much i mean it's entirely up to them in the same way i mean they're at our mercy right because their entire economy is propped up by our money so how we would even go to war with each other it's just like we would just both die i mean it just makes no sense but they're going to anyway. I mean, we'll just both die. I mean, that's, maybe that's the uh, entire plan. And we build nothing here. I mean, we essentially build nothing here. And especially the large-scale electronic infrastructure, power grid, nodes, that sort of thing, those are manufactured and fabricated in China. They could either intervene while it's still being manufactured there in China put some sort of remote control self-destruct on there that they have access to. They do that. They've been caught doing that. They could also, well, anybody really, but the Chinese especially, like if it's checked there in China and then shipped to America during the shipping process, there's plenty of time and opportunity to intervene and you know sabotage the, the equipment, not so that the equipment doesn't work, but so it works with a you know remote-activated self-destruct node in there as well and this is this you know should be a big concern for everybody it's not they don't care because they got to save a couple extra dollars by instead of paying americans a living wage to build things here and have a robust and self-sufficient economy they decided to save some extra dollars by sending everything to china where they can use uh, slave labor since they don't have workers rights as well as of course not have to worry about the cost of recycling and uh, cleaning up and um, ecological mitigation from the chemicals that they have to use the chinese will just pour it in the river and that's fine you can save all of that money put it in your pocket cash it out destroy the american economy offshore all of our manufacturing to china and give them total control over our entire system but importantly the hackers yesterday attempted to break into the operator of Texas's power grid, which operates independently from electric systems in the rest of the country. Now, they don't like this. And there are articles that have been written previously where it's American officials being like, Texas shouldn't have its own power grid. We have to, and they want to spend like billions of dollars to bring Texas's power grid into the rest of the country's power grid. And there's no reason for this. There's no actual reason why they should do this it may be an attempt to prevent texas from going independent of america after all texas secession is going to be on the ballot in 2024 there has been a successful petition for secession here in texas and it will be a question asked of all texans on the ballot should texas pursue independence from the united states that would be a whole lot more difficult if our infrastructure and electricity system was tied in with the American system. So how convenient that the Chinese hackers happen to target the Texas grid in particular. Maybe this will prove this will prove, well, we can't oh, you can't be trusted. I mean, you're under attack. You need to be folded into our national power grid for your safety, of course. And, of course, the other, you know, thing about this being the 
this being the, the future of war, is that cyber attacks are essentially entirely anonymous. I mean, they'll report to us that it was China, but there is no way of knowing. They might know. The people in charge might know, but they also might be the ones pulling off the deception. And we know that the deep state has this type of technology. They bragged about it. It was released in the Snowden leaks and, and others where they have programs. I'm blanking on the name. Do you guys remember the name? They have a specific name for a specific program. I want to say sheep dip, but that's when they – that's a different term when they uh, take agents and pretend that they've been dishonorably discharged from the army and but really they're still working. Um, that's happened with the Oklahoma City bombing. But – there's a there's a phrase like that. I can't remember what it is. You guys remember it was in the Snowden leaks where essentially they can just spoof any other country's uh, Internet activity to pretend it's coming from them. It had to do with the Hillary Clinton laptop and other stuff where the American state cybersecurity can interfere in American activities or spy on American people. And then if you go to research it, they have it disguised where it looks like the attacks are coming from China or Russia. We know that they can do that and have engaged in that type of activity for a long time. And so like this is the future of war. It'll be a cyber attack. It'll take down a power grid and they'll blame it on China and we'll just have to take their word for it. I mean, we don't know. Uh, the power grid went down. I guess it was China. Guess we better go to war. Guess we better die in nuclear hellfire. Guess we have to because they're in charge. In case you haven't noticed, world government, globalism, the attack on the family, open borders, fentanyl, wars, tyranny, surveillance, censorship, Satanism is all out in the open. But finally, people are waking up and realizing the threat. And it's InfoWars that the enemy recognizes is right at the tip of the spear. And that means you're the tip of the spear. And I'm asking all of you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that will enrich and empower your life. X2 sold out for over a year. Back in stock, selling out, discounted. Shorewide free shipping. Double Patriot points. Turbo Force, the strongest, most powerful nootropic out there. It is discounted. Back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. God bless and good luck. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've known for a while that the next big false flag not be a physical one. It would be a digital one, a cyber attack of some sort. We know this because the World Economic Forum let us know. They've told us over and over again that this is what comes next. In the same way that they warned us, they previewed multiple times prior to the release of COVID that a mysterious outbreak of a pandemic would require globalist intervention. And sure enough, it just so happened to come out of a lab they controlled. Wow, what are the odds? Well, they've been warning about cyber attacks 
in the recent past. In fact, we can go to clip number nine. This was the cyber attack from yesterday, a little uh, graphic. We can just roll it as uh, B-roll here. But you can see the number of attacks launched out of China uh, around to the rest of the world, but in particular to America. The officials saying they've never seen anything like this. It's a bigger attack against America in the cyber realm than has ever been experienced before. Of course, it was also out of China that uh, COVID-19 was leaked from a lab. So it turns out China is just an extremely useful launch point for the operations of the World Economic Forum, as they are already so thoroughly controlled. Now, whether they're just a boogeyman or an actual threat, I guess it's up to uh, you to decide. We've talked about this a little bit before, but it's been it's been very frustrating with the return of Alex Jones to Twitter, a massive uptick of people, and some of them are just sort of ankle biter weirdo accounts that you probably shouldn't pay attention to, could be bots or whatever. But a lot of content creators and, and people that I like their work and I respect them, uh, calling us shills. It's very frustrating, very annoying, very short-sighted. And one of the things that they like to do is when you talk about China or when you talk about Muslims or when you talk about any other group of people that may pose a threat to the American way of life or may be a geopolitical opponent of the United States, they act like you're only saying that as if you're covering for the Jews. It's really the Jews. And it's like, do you not know that China is a place? Do you not know that there are billions of people there? Do you not know that they're communist and are very openly antagonistic towards the United States? We're just not supposed to pay attention to that. We're just not supposed to ever report on that. There can be two things happening at once. One of those things is China attacking us in a myriad of different ways. But, of course, all of these attacks I, I do look at with a, with a suspicious eye, as, after all, it is our establishment and our elite that have systematically outsourced our entire manufacturing and industrial systems to China that are working hand-in-hand with China. I mean, during Trump's presidency, the Joint Chiefs of Staff chief was in contact with China when Donald Trump was pursuing a policy of essentially saber-rattling in order to get China to back down. You had American military officials at the very top of the military, like the top military official in America, contacting his counterparts in China and saying, Donald Trump's just bluffing. We're not going to attack you. You can ignore him. Even if he gives the order, we'll warn you before it comes. So, I mean, we're supposed to ignore that. We're, we're not supposed to re- report on that. If we report on that, it's because we're shills, because we're covering up for the Jews, right? No, it's actually happening. These things are actually occurring. China is an actual threat to America, not an insurmountable threat, doesn't have to be a threat, it shouldn't be a threat, but because of the activities of American officials and corporate leaders and the whole World Economic Forum cabal outsourcing everything to China, they are a very real threat at this point. So it's just, I don't know, that, that's always sort of, uh, it's like any time there's anything big about Alex Jones, 
It's like, on one hand, it's really awesome, really great, because, you know, Alex Jones getting attention and making waves and, you know, gotten all the, all the leftists freaking out. But at the same time, it's very frustrating seeing how many people on our side of the fence, supposedly, are incapable of handling anything with any semblance of subtlety or nuance. It's like, it's either one answer or you're a Fed. It's like, all right, well, there's actually lots of different organizations out there, lots of different countries that we have to be worrying about and that are, and I've I talked about this before, so I don't need to go on about it, but, you know, things like selling billion dollar, $3.5 billion Lionsgate studio sold wholesale to the Chinese government who then applied Chinese restrictions to the movies made here in America. But we're not supposed to talk about that, I guess. So it did reeks of undermining, whether that's purposeful or not. Several entities outside the United States, including electric utilities, have also been victimized by the hackers, said the people who spoke on condition of anonymity because of the matter's sensitivity. These are the same hackers that attacked Texas's power grid. None of the intrusions affected industrial control systems that operate pumps, pistons, or any critical function or caused a disruption, U.S. officials said. But they said the attention to Hawaii, which is home to the Pacific Fleet, and at least one port, as well as logistics centers, suggests the Chinese military wants the ability to complicate U.S. efforts to ship troops and equipment to the region if a conflict breaks out over Taiwan. These previously undisclosed details help fill out a picture of a cyber campaign dubbed Volt Typhoon, first detected about a year ago by the U.S. government, as the United States and China struggle to stabilize a relationship more antagonistic now than it has been in decades. Hey, remember when um, a Chinese balloon floated across the entire United States? President Biden didn't even say anything about it until it was discovered by the mainstream media and regular people on the ground filming it. And then they had to admit that there was a Chinese spy balloon that had crossed the entire continental United States, hovering in particular over sensitive nuclear experimental sites, only to shoot it down once it had already gotten fully across the United States and was over the Atlantic Ocean. Remember when that happened? Yeah, that's how serious our government takes you know, Chinese attacks and, and cyber warfare. Just utterly uh, pathetic and ridiculous. Hey, remember when they shot lasers at Hawaii and it was on video and there were green lasers that were coming down from space on a military installation in Hawaii? Remember when that happened? Oh, but it's totally ridiculous. But remember, they don't have space weapons. They don't have space weapons. They don't have space lasers. And if you think the Chinese were to use space lasers that they don't have, ignore the video you just saw and the things you see with your own eyes. The idea that they would target Hawaii to burn it using laser weapons in space, that's ridiculous. What they do admit is that this is a video of lasers from a Chinese satellite hitting Hawaii. And they also explain that the Chinese are focusing in particular on Hawaii for their cyber attacks. So they are attacking Hawaii, and they do have lasers over Hawaii that can reach the Earth from space. But the idea that there are Chinese space weapons targeting Hawaii, that is a ridiculous conspiracy theory. That is a ridiculous, nonsensical conspiracy theory, completely insane and unfounded. <laughs> I just, you know, 
it's just, what are you supposed to say at this point? What are you supposed to say at this point? Like always, none of these problems are, are like really that big of an issue. None of these things are insurmountable. None of these things are some natural disaster. It's not like we're trying to stop a tidal wave here. It's not like there's a flood that we're just desperately trying to prevent. But with the people in charge of our country, whether it's the open border or the Chinese aggression or the destruction of our economy as everything is offshore to foreign countries. We're just being taken apart. We're just being picked apart, deconstructed, and left for dead. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at Point Blake Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Light of all the rangers, you know you're the mastermind. Folks, welcome back. We'll be joined by Anthony Rubin in the third hour. We'll take your calls in the second hour. Again, I just, I just, I really think that uh, everybody needs to be aware that if and when a massive cyber attack cripples America, whether it's our infrastructure or the banking system, you got to know that it's the world economic. It's, it's just COVID 2.0. It's COVID 2.0 in almost every possible way. For one, they announce their plans, they 
say this is going to happen. Uh, these people aren't predicting anything. They're just telling you what they're going to do when they talk about a mysterious disease that's going to come out. When they hold a VIN 201 and identifies the exact type of disease coming from the exact area that it originated and they orchestrate with Avril Haines and all the others in order to coordinate response to this. They're doing exactly the same thing in the cyber realm. And once again, it will be a cooperation between the World Economic Forum and China. And it will be blamed on China. It will be used to further exacerbate relations between America and China. You've got to have the, the boogeyman uh, that we have to fight because after all, if these people weren't starting all of these wars, then we would never be driven towards globalism. Right? The promise of globalism is that it'll prevent war, and we're being driven towards globalism by the people that start all of the wars. So they start wars that are brutal and horrific and costly, and then they say, well, you better just give us power over the entire globe, and that way we won't have any more war. And of course, that just means endless war against anybody who opposes them, as we've laid out many times before. So if you want to know what the next cyber attack is going to look like, just look back to 2020, look back to 2019, and you can see exactly the playbook that they're going to follow once again. And if enough people are aware of this, enough people awake to this threat, then perhaps we can prevent the attack from happening, and if not, at least mitigate the effects that it would have. And they're smart, and they you know, play a long game, and they're not going to unleash this the minute they come up with it. In fact, it was last January that it was the World Economic Forum Global Cybersecurity Outlook Insight Report that was uh, published during their Cyber Polygon game they were playing. World Economic Forum January 2023 held a war game in the name of cybersecurity preparedness ahead of the 2024 general election. Google Cyber Polygon PDF to read their white paper for full analysis. We actually can, can pull up that white paper here in collaboration with Accenture, which is a cybersecurity uh, company. And so this paper, uh, Global Cybersecurity Outlook, was written by uh, Paolo Dalsin, who's the global lead of Accenture Security, and Jeremy Jurgens, managing director of the World Economic Forum. We actually have a clip of Jeremy Jurgens talking about the threat and the almost inevitability of a cyber attack. Uh, here's that clip from the World Economic Forum. The Is it all messed up? Finding. Right, we'll pull this out. We'll, we'll pull that. Uh, we'll pull that clip in a different way. But uh, we've actually shown it uh, here on the show before, where he's basically saying there's a near certainty that there will be a cyber attack in the very near future. Now, interestingly, if you do search the name Jeremy Jurgens, one of the first things that pops up is an interview he did with the Chinese state television network at the World Economic Forum, where he says that China's 5% growth contributes $1 trillion to, to the world economy as he celebrates, the, uh, celebrates and encourages uh, China's aggressive expansion at the expense of Western countries who are themselves, of course, in the corporate world, offshoring everything to China. So yet again, here we've got the threat of cyber attacks from China. We're being warned about this by the very people that are 
leading the charge and at the head of the movement of technology to China and who are in bed with the Chinese Communist Party to expand their uh, military and technological prowess. So it's a little bit interesting. Uh, during an interview with CGTN's Zhao Yiku at the 2023 Summer Davos, Jeremy Jurgens, managing director of technology of the World Economic Forum, noted that China's economy is so huge that even a 5% growth rate will increase GDP by nearly a trillion dollars. In absolute terms, this is a huge contribution to the world economy, he said, adding that trade between the United States and China has actually reached a record high. A win-win cooperation is necessary. And, of course, he talks endlessly about uh, how good China is and how important it is that we uh, make sure that China is on the forefront of developing uh, all these technologies. So simultaneously, as he's warning about cyber attacks from China, he is helping to build the infrastructure that China would need to carry out said attacks. It's a complete scam. It's, I mean they are just doing it out in the open in front of everybody. Uh, Here is that clip. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. This far exceeds anything that we've seen in previous surveys. Yes, they're all uh, very worried about it. Yet another crisis for the poly crisis. Of course, there's the climate crisis, which is causing an immigration crisis, which is causing a health crisis, which is causing in many ways a banking crisis. And this will all be exacerbated or really overwhelmed by the cyber crisis that's coming. And every single one of these is the result of their actions. And every single time they use the crisis they create to implement greater controls and further empower themselves at the expense of the American people. And the reason why they're using China – And the reason why they're okay with China, despite the fact that everything they believe is apparently completely and utterly contradicted by China's behavior. In other words, these people talk endlessly about pollution and, uh, you know, slowing birth rates. They want to lower birth rates. They want to eliminate pollution. They're trying to save the earth while simultaneously – giving everything over to China, who has no pollution controls, whose population has exploded tremendously over the last several decades and continues to explode. They talk about human rights, and then they're in bed with China, who has entire cities under concentration camps and whose conception of human rights is largely non-existent when it comes to comparisons or uh, competition between the state and the people. The state always and inevitably wins. So why are they using China? Because they don't actually believe anything that they're saying and really they just want control and they know that pointing out things like pollution and human rights are things that Westerners care about care about. and so when you use those words, you get to abuse Westerners and they go along with it without realizing what's being done to them. So let's go now to clip number one just as a quick little reminder of why they love China so much because China has already implemented the program – that the World Economic Forum is desperate to expand to the rest of humanity. Here's clip number one, Chinese 15-minute cities. With surveillance cameras. All over Urumqi, facial recognition software is embedded into building entrances, and the information is sent to the police. 
so the state always knows who's coming and going. Suddenly, no one was allowed to visit us, only very close relatives. We had to get their visit approved with date, time and a reason. And they just uh, sort of go along with it. So again, China already has the facial recognition software everywhere. They already have the digital currency. They already have the biometric control grid. They already have the ability to lock down their entire population overnight where they're literally bolting people into their apartments. I mean, they already have their population thoroughly and completely controlled just permanently. Just nothing, you can't do anything in China without government approval. So that's the ultimate goal. 15-minute cities, permission to leave your neighborhood, permission to drive a car, permission to walk down the street. I mean, China already has it implemented. So... You think they care about gay rights? You think they care about diversity? You think they care about pollution? None of that actually matters. What they want is control. China already has it, so they get to do whatever the hell they want. And they use China as a foil to undermine the intrinsic and foundational beliefs of liberty and freedom that have upholded America, upheld America for so long. So whether the cyber attack is even from China or not, I think it's beside the point, kind of like it's beside the point whether COVID came from China. It's a program of the elites here in America and the rest of the Western world organized by the World Economic Forum to bring us closer in line with China while simultaneously using them as a foil. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Still a lot more to cover on today's program. Remember, you can go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we're doing here. Of course, as we're just trying to go about our daily lives, trying to keep a roof over our heads and keep our families fed, there's a consortium of psychopaths gathering in Dubai or uh, Abu Dhabi or some some major <laughs> some major uh, Dubai it's it's in Dubai where they're all gathering this time but it's almost every month that there's one of these gatherings i mean these people this is their job they just move from summit to summit they fly their private jets and take their yachts from one meeting to the next their entire career is organizing the takeover of the planet and basically getting all of the national 
governments in line with their designs. Tony Blair, uh, former prime minister of uh, England, was there. I believe this, I believe this was in uh, COP28 meeting. This was at the COP28 meeting, uh, celebrating the fact that every country is now, in his words, in lockstep with digital ID, the next major necessary aspect of the global control grid that they're implementing. Let's go now to uh, clip number 10. Technology revolution is central, and it's one of the reasons why India's done so well in these last years. Mm. Because I think, you know, Prime Minister Modi has understood the importance of it, and your digital ID program, I think, I think it's one of the most important programs, I, I keep saying to people around the world, if you want to see an example of a reform that leads to real results and shows that government can work for people, look at India's digital ID program. It's been a remarkable transformation. And, you know, that's where, by the way, if you want to help some of the poorest countries in the world today, I think a lot of the poorest countries in the world, if they embrace technology in the right way with the right help, they, can, they don't have to replicate the legacy systems of developed countries. They can actually, in health, in education, and in the, in the role government plays, they can bypass all of that. So technology, yep, it's, it's got its downsides, but it's a fact, and if we understand it and we master it properly, we can make it work for people. And by work for people, he means work for us. Work for us against the people. Tony Blair sparks anger with creepy plan for every Briton to be issued with a digital ID to hold their tax por- uh, passport, driver's license, tax record, qualifications, and right-to-work status. But poll shows half of Britons support system of national ID cards. Well, just like here in America, the uh, E-Verify system was, of course, brought in to combat illegal immigration. Probably same thing happening in the UK, where you've got boatloads of hundreds of thousands of Tunisian men or whatever landing in the UK, getting jobs often illegally in the UK, being paid cash. So the British people are like, well, we got to do something to stop this. The solution is, of course, E-Verify or whatever the digital ID equivalent of that is. Literally the same thing pushed in the late 90s here in America to get E-Verify. They let in a bunch of illegal immigrants. They let them work. They don't do any enforcement measures. They don't uh, deport many people. They have absolutely no punishments for the corporations that lower wages by employing illegal immigration. Instead, they say, don't worry, we'll do E-Verify, and that way you'll all have a digital ID. You'll all be integrated into the digital control grid, and that will prevent illegals from getting work. They implement E-Verify. The illegal immigration system gets substantially worse from then on. doesn't solve anything, but it does get them what they want, which is the digital ID that they've always desired. So just, you know, it's like exhausting. It's like we just have to do the same thing over and over. We just have to explain the same system over and over. They cause the problem. Their solution is your enslavement. It's as simple as that. It really is. I don't know how many times we have to go over this. I wish we'd wake up from it. I wish we'd just do the obvious things that are easy to solve all of this. Wall at the border. That's it. It's done. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. One person who recognizes the threat of 
the global digital ID cashless agenda is Ron Paul. He was on with Glenn Beck the other day, just as sharp as ever and still standing up against the globalist schemes. Let's go now to clip number eight. Here's Ron Paul calling to abolish the World Economic Forum global ID cashless agenda. Let's watch. What are your thoughts on the World Economic Forum? it should be disappeared, yeah. <laughs> intellectually speaking, because, uh, yes, it is a powerful force, and they're using the same tools that I'm advocating for liberty. I mean, you take a guy like Soros and others before the World Economic Council came, they got a hold of the educational system, and then they moved along from there. Our universities were there. And even with COVID, it looks like they've taken over completely the medical profession. Yeah which is really sad. But uh, at the same sense, a few people have uh, awakened. Uh, they, they know this, and uh, more people did. More people know what's went on during the lockdown yeah. than they did before the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, they're looking like the American people are ready to resist that. They are the bad news, and uh, the only thing I can think of is counteract it with the good news of what liberty is all about. You know, I think he's right, but I think we need even – I mean I think, I think you can actually leave off the intellectually aspect of this, right? You say intellectually because you know, we don't mean we want to like kill people, right? You say like these people need to be destroyed intellectually just so we're clear that we're not calling for anybody to go out and attack people, but – I think saying the World Economic Forum needs to be abolished, that doesn't represent violence. That just represents an abolition. It represents making it illegal. Like, that's what I would do. I mean, if I was, if I was king of America, it'd be pretty simple. Anybody who goes overseas to participate in what is obviously an un-American, anti-American, globalist confab whose entire purpose and point of existence is to undermine and eliminate the rights of Americans, you'd be charged with treason. And it's pretty simple. You'd be barred from ever having a position in an American government. You'd be barred from having a leadership position in a corporation. It's just you're welcome to go participate in these little talks. Go ahead. Have fun. Just you are going to be expelled from the country. No violence necessary. It's just you, we need to make these things illegal. Like the fact that it exists is outrageous. The fact that we allow our elected officials or our corporate leaders to go overseas behind closed doors and conspire with foreign politicians and scientists and corporate officials with the explicit purpose – of bringing about a one-world government, a.k.a. destroying the sovereignty and undermining the independence of our country, how is this allowed to go on? How is this permitted? None, none of this is difficult. None of this is a real problem. Honestly, it's, it's perhaps the most demoralizing thing about all of this is just how easy all of these problems are to solve. Illegal immigration, you just protect your border. Countries have been doing it for 
10,000 years. It's not complicated. It's not hard. It's not unnecessary. It's not violent or brutal. That's the latest from Alejandro Mayorkas. They're like, will you actually protect the border? And he's like, well, that's abhorrent. You're calling on violence. And it's like, just protect the border. It's, there's nothing violent about it unless the people trying to invade you do so violently, and then you meet them with violence. But they start it. They don't have to try to cross the border. They don't have to attack your military positions, a raid along the southern border if they existed. But if they do, you meet them with force, force for force. That's what the government is. That's why we have a government. So again, so our mission is not to actually try to come up with ways to solve these problems. They're not problems. They're not real problems. The solution we need is how to get rid of these people. Get not violently, just get rid of them. Just get them out of power. Get them away from the levers of power. That's Alejandro Mayorkas, who, again, filmed with Joe Biden a decade ago, celebrating endless waves of immigration. How they're allowed to get away with this is just beyond me. Why we allow them to get away with this, utterly beyond me. So yeah, the World Economic Forum should be abolished, and Alejandro Mayorkas should be in jail. Joe Biden should be in jail. Hunter Biden should be in jail. You just put him in jail. It's not complicated. It's not hard. They can't fight you. They're old men. You just order the military. You just go, here's the arrest warrant. Go get him. They go get him. It's, it's as simple as that. These people are actively and openly involved in the wholesale destruction of our nation. I mean, it's... We can't do anything about it. We can't stop them. We actually have to pay for them. We actually have to contribute to this. That video that we were just playing, clip number seven, just hundreds of African dudes hanging out at our southern border waiting to be picked up by the Biden administration, waiting to be trafficked into our country by our very own government. And this was posted on Twitter, I think by... An account called Way of the World, I think it's called, who points out, you know, we're forced to pay taxes to feed them and create an unsustainable population in their own countries, only to then have to take them into our own countries and feed them. While, of course, the process of demographic replacement continues on until such time that we are just the countries they came from. Till we are Africa, the support will continue. Tell me if you you guys can tell me. Have you seen a woman yet? Is there a woman in this group? Is there a child in this group? I haven't seen one. I'm seeing hundreds upon hundreds of African adults, adult males, just hanging out, just waiting, just waiting to be picked up, waiting to be brought into the country. And if anything, it'll be like the people that went to New York. Less than two percent of them will actually even apply for a work permit. Permit. They're here to uh, live off of our largesse. I mean, it's just. I don't even know I don't even know what to say at this point. It's all so obvious, it's all so blatant. It's all so horrible. And it's almost like you can't even say like at what point will people fight back? At what point will the American people wake up? We're so far beyond that point. They so, I mean, people should have woken up to this 
10 years ago. The fact that they still haven't yet is such a disgusting condemnation of our intellectual capacity as Americans. Mayorkas cites immediate need to waive regulations, board, uh, build a border wall in Texas as immigration surges. When was this written? October 4th. Acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws to build a border wall in South Texas where illegal immigration has surged. You know, it's just, it's, um, it really is the most frustrating part how, how easily it gets done when the people in power actually want to do it. So he's a racist now, right? Uh, clearly, clearly he's a, he's a racist, he's a bigot. And I mean, you understand the reason that he's saying that is because it's just, it's more complicated and it's more work for them when people are just crossing all willy-nilly. Uh, it's a lot easier for them if they have a wall with a gate and so they can just be welcoming everybody through the gate as rapidly as possible. They're trying to make it as easy as possible and as systematic and, and organized as possible, the influx, the invasion. It has nothing to do with preventing people from coming across. It has everything to do with easing their passage across the border. But when they, when they want it, they get it. When they desire a wall, they get a wall right away. We can't get a wall for the life of us until it looks bad on them. Then they, they bring one in. Infuriating, but true. Folks, we'll be back on the other side with more videos, more stories. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. I'll tell you about the Christmas sale on the other side. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
back, folks. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And you can give yourself and others the gift of turbocharged energy this Christmas with Turbo Force Plus. It's back in stock and 25% off. Plus, you're getting free shipping and double Patriot points as part of the InfoWars Christmas Mega Super Sale. Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life is the most advanced formula for optimum focus and energy we've ever offered. After being unavailable for months, we're glad to have it back and on sale at 25% off. It's an energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy metabolism and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of polyphenols and xanthine alkaloids for peak energy. Turbo Force Plus is a force to be reckoned with. It's got vitamin C, thiamine, niacin, vitamin B6, L-taurine, beta-alanine, an amino acid that helps uh, produce carnosine, green tea leaf extract, cola nut extract, and a number of other incredible and natural supplements and extracts that gives you really powerful energy, really strong energy, really smooth energy that doesn't give you a crash at the end. It's better than energy drinks, better than a strong cup of coffee. It's Turbo Force Plus, and it's on sale now at InfoWarsStore.com for the InfoWars Christmas Mega Super Sale. You're getting up to 60% off, plus double Patriot points and free shipping. And best of all, you keep us on the air. And boy, is it necessary for us to be on the air at this point. I mean, it's, it's bad, folks. Again, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say anymore about what's going on. I mean, just the the headlines that we have, some of the, some of the Daily Dispatch, and some others. It's like how people can just go about their lives blind to what's going on. It's it's beyond me. I don't understand how people can just ignore what's happening. I mean, they literally can't ignore it. Right. When it's things like like this story from Zero Hedge, the price of rent has surged 27 straight months. Oh, are people not realizing that they're paying more month over month for rent, that everything is becoming more expensive? Of course, they recognize. Of course, they can see it happening. But they don't ask questions. They don't wonder why. They don't try to connect dots at all, even a little bit. I don't know, man. Uh, honestly, it's it's completely compl- it's completely insane. So, like, just <laughs> just some of these headlines that we have, right? United States carbon renew- removal infrastructure could cost one hundred and thirty billion dollars. The U.S. has the tools to help clean the atmosphere, but it lacks the infrastructure to do it at scale could be removing 1 billion tons of carbon from the atmosphere annually by mid-century using existing technologies. They're trying to create machines that pull CO2 from the air. You know, the stuff that plants breathe, they're going to pull it from the air. All we have to do is spend $130 billion in tax money to do things like what Bill Gates is involved in, cutting down trees and burying them. We're saving the earth, cutting down trees and burning them. We're green. We're off of coal. I just, okay, just completely, utterly, utterly insane. Just 
how do you even argue with this? <laughs> I mean, this story in particular. How many lies is this built on? How many scams are piled on top of one another like a Jenga tower? Just layer and layer and layer. That carbon is killing us. That humans are destroying the earth and have to be eliminated. That we have to do something unnatural like build a big machine to pull carbon out of the air. When you could just plant more trees. No, instead they're cutting trees down and burying them. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. It's just so utterly insane. But they're doing it. They're just doing it. So, okay, great. It's just our money. Just billions of dollars. It's just like, you know, a million schools that we could build. But no, we're going to build it to um, build a giant vacuum to vacuum up the carbon. (laughs) Okay, all right. Israel pounds Gaza as hunger spreads, disease risk grows. They've killed 10,000 children at this point. Just keeps going. Just keeps going. They're just not stopping. They tell people in Gaza to flee because they're going to bomb somewhere, and then they bomb the place that they flee to. It's just brutal. It's horrific murder. Every country in the UN votes for a ceasefire except America and the UK. The UK abstains in America, and America vetoes the measure. Because, hey, we're, I don't know, we're, uh, we somehow became a, a satrapy of Israel. We somehow, I don't, I don't get this. I, I honestly don't understand it. Uh, we somehow are a colony of Israel. Seems weird. But that's the case. Shocking video reveals Democrats stuffed nearly 3,000 illegals into a Chicago warehouse. New video surfaced on X showing the location of a warehouse in the Chicago metro area where nearly 3,000 illegal immigrants have been packed into. This comes as the U.S. southern border continues to spiral out of control as the disastrous open border policies by the Biden administration have flooded major metro areas with hundreds of thousands of illegals, if not more. 3,000 illegal immigrants crammed into a single warehouse uh, to await the colonies that are being built for them by the Chicago government so that they can, you know, live rent free and off of our tax dollars here in America, just a full on invasion. It just goes, goes on and on. Donald Trump rages the Supreme court granting Jack uh, Smith's wish. U S and Ukraine search for new strategy after failed counteroffensive. GOP smells blood in the water in elite school anti-Semitism controversy. You know, I just, it's like you could, die, you could drill down on any one of these and really, you know, get to, to the bottom of what's happening. But you get that every one of these stories is a completely different topic, but every one of them has aspects of the same hands pulling the strings, the same tactics at play. So it's just like, Supporting genocide in Israel. We're supporting a Ukraine counteroffensive that will go on forever, cost us hundreds of billions of dollars, achieve nothing but drive us towards nuclear conflict with Russia. While at the same time we are being purposefully and deliberately invaded by millions upon millions of South Americans, Central Americans, Africans, Asians, whoever can get to the border, whether funded by their government to infiltrate or whether funded by NGOs in the U.N. with $5,000 gift cards, as reported by a sheriff in Arizona. It's our money that's paying for our own destruction. 
money that we increasingly don't have as inflation continues to spiral out of control and renting, uh, the price of renting surges for two years in a row or more. But even the rental surge, the surge in rental prices is nothing compared to the surge in home ownership prices. So Americans are increasingly incapable of purchasing their own home or their own car as we have to dip into our savings and people are having to dip into their retirement funds at a record rate for any emergency expense that uh, crops up. Well, at the same time, you've got the elite universities for decade upon decade. uh, What would you do if there was a tyrannical totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population, and they were already beginning to do it. You would rally against it, you would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support. and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over year infowarstore.com we have turbo force 10 hour clean energy back in stock and a bunch of other great products as well so please visit infowarstore.com and do your christmas shopping there fund the infowar and get great products all at the same time infowars.com is tomorrow's news today Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Right, folks, we're going to open up the phone lines for your calls. The number to dial, 1-877-789-2539. Just, you know... I don't know. I don't know what it I don't know what it is going to take for people to wake up. I don't know if they can wake up. It might just be too late at this point. It's just it's sort of horrible. It's just all sort of horrible. And how like even even just headlines like this. It's like just one of these headlines should be enough to get anybody with a brain to start asking questions. Just one, just one of these headlines would make enough, would, is, is so ridiculous on the face of it. Anybody reading it who has critical thinking capacity should be asking questions. But instead, there's just hundreds of these headlines every day. And everybody's asleep. So I don't get it. I don't understand. South Korea on the brink of extinction unless embraces immigration, says minister. What does that even mean? Well, I, I, don't, I don't even understand. This makes no sense. South Korea is facing extinction. It needs to embrace immigration to stave off demographic collapse or demographic catastrophe, the country's justice minister has warned. And I said, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I just, it just... How can anybody read that headline and not start scratching your heads? How is bringing in 
foreigners preventing extinction of your people. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of, of what you're claimed you're trying to achieve. South Korea on the brink of extinction unless it embraces immigration, says minister. I, I just I legitimately don't understand how anybody can read something like this and not go completely insane. When it comes to immigration policies, we've passed the stage of deliber- deliberating whether to implement them or not, because if we don't, we cannot escape the fate of extinction due to demographic catastrophe, Han Dong-hoon told a parliamentary meeting in Seoul, reported the Korea Times. How is bringing in foreigners stopping the demographic collapse? What are you talking about? I mean, this, it just legitimately does not make any sense. Deaths have surpassed births for more than three years in South Korea amid a steady decline of the country's total fertility rate, the average number of children a woman bears in her lifetime. It had a record low of 0.7 in the second quarter of 2023. Replacement level is 2.1. That would keep the population stable. They're at 0.7. They're less than one. The solution to this would be to up fertility rates. And it's not even that hard. Hungary implemented like two or three very simple tax code corrections. Like they just said, like, if you have a kid, then, you know, you won't pay income tax, have multiple kids and you'll never pay income tax, have three kids. I mean, just like simple little like tax rewards for people having babies. That's all like just that's all they did. They raised their fertility rate by 10% in a single year. It's so easy. I mean, these problems are easily solved. It's not hard. But instead of trying to raise the fertility rate, they want to bring in Africans? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? So again, it's just one of these headlines. It's just like this is nonsense. Anybody should be able to figure it out from that one headline. You should go, well, what does this even mean? Okay, so they're not trying to protect the Korean people. They don't want the Korean people to continue. They want, what, the economic system to continue operating? That's the important thing that they're going after? But it just goes on and on. And, of course, the, the, the biggest lie of all of it is that they keep talking about democracy, like this has anything to do with democracy. Let's go now to clip number three here. This is Irish Justin Minister Helen McKinty. Insisting at complete odds and in complete opposition to the desire of the vast majority of the population who don't want migration, don't want it at the level it's at, don't want it to be higher. And the elites in in, uh, Ireland say, too bad, it's going to continue regardless of what you say. After all, we're protecting our democracy. Let's go now to uh, clip number three here. Minister, the government very often says it wants to combat the far-right and stem the rise of far-right ideology. But when asked last week to define what far-right means, you received quite a bit of criticism online for saying that you're not sure there even is a definition of the term. And you listed a number of vague traits that are allegedly far-right in your own view, such as being anti-government and anti-state and anti-immigration and so on. Could you give me a definition of what you consider is the far-right? In terms of a definition of the far-right, I mean, it's, it's... It's obviously a political ideology or it's a particular view that a person has. Um, 
I, I'm not sure there is a definition. It's not. So it's a, a little bit like hate. Well, yeah. It's, so it's it, not. Can we get, uh, it's, it's so not I think a, we need Senator, to define Senator, what it is. You have a limited amount of time. If you interrupt the minister, okay. you're going to run out of time. So just okay. answer the question. Thank you. I, I think what we see from a lot of people who would claim to be far right, which is not a crime uh, for somebody to have a particular ideology, it's where they act on maybe certain uh, matters, but uh, we have seen people to be anti-government, anti-state, anti-immigration, uh, anti-women's uh, rights, uh, amongst other things. That would be my own particular view uh, of those who would claim to be far right. But that could include large chunks of the population, depending on how you interpret this. So are people right to be concerned that the government is targeting an ideology that you yourself concede doesn't even really have a definition? Is it not just kind of a, a catch-all term that could be applied to almost anyone? Well, I think by its very nature, if you are um, far-right politics, far-left politics, you are on the more extreme end of uh, political ideology. It's not a crime to be either or. Um, my own view, and I think that of many, is that those who have uh, tended to be or who would say that they themselves are far right would have a particular view uh, and a more extremist view when it comes to uh, state structures, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to particular issues. So, you know, that's what I said in, in committee. Um, as I said, it's not a crime to, to have a particular ideology. It's where particular people act on those. Uh, and obviously what we saw in the last few weeks um, and what we have seen over the last number of years, I would say, are people with particular extremist views um, that I think, uh, you know, have, have put some harmful uh, ideas uh, out there and, and that uh, can essentially uh, be harmful to, to many, in particular, minority communities in this country. Now, as I said, it's not a crime to be of a particular political ideology, um, but I think we've seen uh, the dangers that are there as well when people take particular actions. But how, how would you define an extreme view? Because we know from polling earlier in the year that about 75% of the public is of the opinion that Ireland has taken in too many refugees in the last year, just to take an example. I mean, so if somebody is calling for less immigration and a more restrictive immigration policy, would that be an extreme view if the the vast majority of people are advocating for that same position? I think it's really important that we have a, an honest conversation around immigration in this country. Um, we have seen a significant increase in the number of people seeking uh, safety in Ireland. We've had 15,000 people seeking international protection last year alone, where we would have normally had 3,000. So it's important that as a government, as a country, we're honest with people um, as to the levels of immigration that we're going to see, um, because I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. Um, and so I welcome people's um, desire to have these conversations. How can we support uh, those who come to our country who are now part of our community? Um, but also, how can we uh, provide the uh, support and the, the, be it accommodation, financial or otherwise, when those numbers continue to increase? Uh, so again, I, I welcome these conversations. I, I think they're very welcome. But where people then go to the extreme, where people then have particular views around those who are immigrants in our country, uh, then I think a line can sometimes be crossed. Yeah, so if you agree with 75% of your fellow countrymen, you're an extreme uh, far-rightist, and you're welcome to hold that view. Uh, but you know, if you're mad that that view, despite being held by the vast majority of the population, is ignored by the government, who continues to do things at complete odds with the desire of the people, uh, then you're an extremist. You need to be shut down. By the way, here's a, a slide from Ireland. Proof no longer needed to prove hatred. Hostility, they say we do not need to prove hatred. There's no legal definition of hostility. It's just opposing the government. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, 
matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Right, welcome back, folks. Out to your phone calls now. Simon in Florida called in about old Volodymyr Zelensky here in America to shake us down one last time. One more hundred billion dollar check for old times' sakes. The story from New York Times, U.S. and Ukraine search for new strategy after failed offensive. Thanks for calling in. Simon, you're on the air. Hello there, Harrison. It's a pleasure to speak with you and have you back on your regular routine. Um, Very good to hear from you, Simon. Thank you. I would like to um, alert people's attention to a joint speech that was given by Secretary of Defense Austin and Prime Minister, uh, President Zelensky at the National Defense University in Washington, D.C. yesterday. What was particularly concerning to me, and this is the continuation of a trend that we've seen um, going on with him since um, Austin's speech at the Reagan National Defense Forum in California about two weeks ago, is he's acting more like the president, uh, a president of the United States, and not as an unelected um, Secretary of Defense cabinet member. And in particular, in, in his kind of like speech that was in part an introduction to Zelensky, another part an introduction to um, where America stands in the world, he, in the space of less than two minutes, um, after quoting uh, Martin Luther King Jr. as his justification, um, made uh, a series of three determinations and three um, security observations 
and then three promises, and each one is just a sentence. And if I may, I'll read you from the official transcript just to give you a sense of how much America is becoming not only the world's international policeman, but actually trying to um, take control of the new world order. And as President Zelensky then later explained, um, extend what he called the order of freedom, like a medieval order, the order of freedom into even the darkest corners of the planet so that despots everywhere have um, no respite, essentially, from the American hegemony. Right. And um, Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like the, to hear it. So what are the three points? So this is uh, National Defense uh, Secretary, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. We, we know who this guy is. He, you, you're saying he made three uh, statements. What were those? No, he, he actually he read nine sentences, but it's three determinations, three security observations, and three promises. They're quick. Ah, okay, go ahead. So he, he says, um, quoting Lloyd Austin from the official Defense Department transcript, he says, um, we must all decide on where we stand. So... We are determined to help Ukraine fight to defend its territory and its citizens. We are determined to deter Russia from any further aggression, including against our NATO allies. And we are determined to show the world that America will not flinch in our defense of freedom. He then goes on, after applause, to say, if we do not stand up to the Kremlin's aggression today, if we do not deter other would-be aggressors, we will only invite more aggression, more bloodshed, and more chaos. That's the anti-appeasement line that they're currently using. He then says, America will be more secure if we stand up to Putin's increasingly aggressive Russia. America will be more secure if we stand up for our bedrock values. And America will be more secure if we make it clear to would-be aggressors worldwide that we do not, that they do not get to decide on which countries live or which countries die. Apparently, that is an American prerogative. Hmm. And then he goes on to say, um, ministers, ladies and gentlemen, America's commitment must be honoured. America's security must be defended. And America's word must be kept. So literally, in the space of one minute and 50 seconds in his speech, he makes nine commitments to the United States. Right, and I think uh, you can sum up all of those with the simple phrase, war is peace. Right, he's saying we have to, we have to wage war or else there's going to be war. There's going to be chaos and death if we don't continue to fund the process that this year has killed 165,000 Ukrainian soldiers alone. Uh, but troubling stuff. This, this carries on from what he said two weeks ago, where he said that the ordinary people, such as you and I, who might disagree because we don't understand, mm. are traitors and cowards. Of course. Of course, we just don't understand. You're, you're so unsophisticated, Simon. How could you ever understand the high-level thinking of Lloyd Austin? You're just, you're too dumb. You need to trust him. War forever. It's just crazy. Now, now I mean, my, 
what I'm watching this obviously very, very closely, and I'm you know privileged to have a chance to explain it to your audience and share the information with you. But I've got a real concern now that the statements that he's making are so strident that there's a strong suspicion that I have that he's figuring himself or setting himself up to be the military-industrial complex candidate mm. for a possible convention switch out for Biden. Interesting. President Lloyd Austin. Uh, you might be onto something there, Simon. Simon, I'd love to talk to you more. Uh, call in tomorrow, and I'd love to give you a segment or two. We're going to have a guest coming up in about 30 minutes, so I want to get to some more phone calls before we get to him. But I'd love to hear your breakdown of uh, of what's going on because I have missed talking to you here in the mornings. And I think you're exactly right to point out the things that you have about Lloyd Austin. I think uh, you you may very well be onto something there, or at least I think the the, the warning that you're that you're telling uh, we would be remiss to ignore. Uh, final word, Simon. Yes, please. Let's communicate by direct message then so we can set up a time. And um, obviously, I'll, I'll listen closely to your other callers as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Simon. As always, brilliant stuff and uh, troubling stuff, unfortunately. And of course, I'm not sure if it was, I think it was Lloyd Austin, but other spokesmen of the military have said that if we don't give money to Ukraine for them to fight the war, well, they'll be sending our soldiers to go fight it instead. So give us money or we'll send your sons to die. That's the uh, promise they're making to us, our loving leaders. Let's go down to Daryl in North Carolina. I want to talk about depopulation and migration. Uh, go ahead, Daryl, you're on the air. Oh, hey, Harrison. Yeah, all of that stuff you've been covering this morning, the, the depopulation, the migration, all the chaos that's going on around the world that, that is clearly being orchestrated and done by a huge amount of the government around the world. Mm -hmm. And so the question I've been asking is why? Why are they doing this? And I think I come up with a, the final nugget of truth uh, for me, which is uh, something called the Apophis asteroid. Um, what is that? And I... Okay, so it, it is an asteroid, and you can go on NASA, go on all the big-time websites. This asteroid, as big as the Empire State Building, is going to be flying by the Earth. Now, they're saying it's either going to hit, some people say it's going to hit, or it's going to come as close as our low-orbit satellites, which are 19,000 miles out. Now, if it hits or not, doesn't matter. And this is in 2029, by the way. They have it down to the day, April 13th, which is Friday the 13th, funny enough, of 2029. It's going to fly by, and if it gets that close, that can trigger, I mean, it's probably going to trigger the earthquake, the tidal waves, the volcanoes. So we're looking at a major chaotic event. And uh, by the way, the Apophis asteroid is named that because it means the demon god of chaos and destruction. Okay. You know how NASA loves their Egyptian stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think all this chaos we're seeing is the elites want to create chaos. They want to depopulate before this asteroid flies by, go into their bunkers, have us all kill each other. After the damage of the asteroid, they come out and build back better. Well, uh, I mean, you're right, either with or without, uh, you know, the asteroid. That's definitely their plan. They might be, you know, planning on coinciding it with this asteroid. I, I can't, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that a asteroid, even the size of the Empire State Building, would be so damaging to Earth. I mean, when you look at, the Earth compared to the size of the Empire State Building, would it really be that big of a, a deal, do you think? 
Well, it, it depends on where it flies by. So the projections I've seen that make sense are it flies by or hits California, the West Coast, which causes, you know, the earthquakes. So really, you don't have to have it destroy the whole Earth. If it, imagine if it destroyed the West Coast, mm. the, the economic, the collapse, the chaos that would unfold from that event. Absolutely. So that is a civilizational changing event. Oh, very worrying. A-P-O-P-H-I-S. Apophis. Apophis. 99942 Apophis is the name of the uh, comedy he's talking about there. You can look it up yourself. More calls on the other side. We've got some international callers we're going to go to before being joined by Muckraker. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious, and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do, because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity, and that there's mass sterilization that's already taking place, and they're cutting off all the major energy sources, is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around, because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com.